reading through the book of Genesis, right? Um, now, Genesis has 50 chapters, and I still want you to read Genesis five times, okay, five times. Um, now, if you can't read all 50 uh, chapters five times, okay, focus on chapters 1 through 25, okay, um, because that's where we'll put the, the bulk of our, um, our effort, okay. Um, but I want you to, to do that because as we, um, and, and that includes listening, Okay, so um, as, as, I, as I told you, I'm going through Genesis 20 times. I'm almost finished um, um, all 50 chapters 20 times, but the majority of those times I have listened to it. So, so if you, you know, if you can read it or if you um, have a Bible app or something where you can listen to it, right, um, the, the goal is to help with your understanding of it, your retention of it, and being able to know what is in the different chapters. So, um, so if you can either read it or, or listen to it five times, it will help you as we work our way through the book of Genesis, right? And as I said, we aren't going to hit every single chapter in Genesis because we will be here until Jesus returns. But um, so um, uh, we'll, we'll hit s different chapters in it. Um, but I didn't want to start with chapter four today. It would be kind of odd uh, to the first Sunday back to jump in and talk about Cain killing Abel. So <laughs> they were like, how did he pick that chapter? Right. So um, I, uh, I thought it would be good for us to uh, change gears a little bit. Next week, we'll come back and we will uh, pick up in Genesis chapter four. Um, we'll also pick up with our catechism question. All right. I don't even know which catechism question we on at this point. I just I don't remember. I lost track. Um, but I know y'all have it back there. So we'll we'll pick up with with, um, with that. Uh, next uh, next week. I want us to look in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I thought this would be a, a great passage just to look at just for a few minutes. So um, during this time, okay, chapter 4. Listen to what Paul says. I'm going to start at verse 17 of chapter, I'm going to start at verse 17 of chapter 3 and read down to the beginning of chapter 4. Chapter 3, 17. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a, a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Euodia and I implore Suntuki to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for allowing us to be able to come together again to not only worship you, but also to spend time in your word. We thank you, Lord, that uh, in, in all the things that is taking place, you are able to guard our hearts and minds with peace. In this time, Lord, of uh, chaos in our country, uh, uh, from economic standpoints, from health standpoints, and, and from a variety of different social issues, Lord, we pray right now that you would help us not to be anxious. Help us not to fall prey to uh, allowing the things that are taking place in this world uh, to, to keep our hearts and minds so focused on this world that we are not able to see that we are truly citizens of heaven. Our citizenship, as Paul just said, is in heaven. And, and we can lift our hearts and minds from these earthly things and, and put our minds on heavenly things. And we can meditate on things that are good and perfect and lovely and praiseworthy. And when we do those things, you will protect our hearts and minds with your peace. I pray right now that you would help us to see these things, Lord, and apply these things in our lives, even in the midst of a pandemic, Lord, so that we can find our peace, our rest, and our hope in you. We thank you for all these things. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Really quickly, I just want to take a, a, a few minutes, um, about 15 minutes, to really wa walk my way through several of these passages. I, I, I'm not going to give you um, an, an outline like I normally do uh, uh, for sermons. I, I just want to hit a few points here and uh, to encourage each one of us, and then we'll jump back into uh, our, our normal way of doing things next Sunday with Genesis. Uh, I want to make sure I end on time because several people have uh, have already uh, said to me, are you sure you'll be able to keep this to one hour? Right. <laughs> OK. <laughs> OK. So I'm going to I'm going to prove you all wrong today and in, 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 in showing that I can actually uh, keep uh, a sermon short. All right. <laughs> so in this time, I know that I've talked to, you know, almost all of you um, individually um, at some point and through text um, in these four months. And um, in, in the midst of, of this pandemic, right, um, and not only uh, with the pandemic, I know a lot of uh, there's been a lot of unrest even with, um, you know, the, um, the, the George Floyd death and, 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 and all of these images that we're seeing on TV, right? Um, people 
um, not only with the pandemic and, and the, the protest, but you have people that are literally losing their jobs, right? Their livelihoods and, 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 and all of these things are, are taking place um, all around us. And in these times, it's easy for us to become anxious, right? Um, it, it's easy for us to, um, to lose the, the sense of peace in our hearts and in our minds because we just see that, that everything is falling apart, nothing is normal, nothing is staying the same. And uh, it's easy for us to forget, as Paul says here at the end of, chap- of, the end of chapter 3, that we are citizens of heaven. Now, I don't want to say that in, you know, in the sense of us feeling like because we are citizens of heaven, we are not subject to the things that happen in this world, right? Um, We are still human beings. Um, We are still subject to um, to the fall, uh, to sin, and, and all of the conflicts that take place in this world. But it is important for us to remember that as citizens of heaven, right, we have different resources to help us in times of anxiety, right? Um, now, I know that some people may not be experiencing necessarily anxiety, right? Um, anxiety um, is, is, you know, a feeling that, um, that, that grips you, okay? And, and it, it causes you not to be able to process and, and, and move forward um, because we just, uh, we're just anxious, we're jittery. We don't, we don't know what's going to take place. But the flip side of anxiety um, is depression, okay? So some people may not be anxious um, in, in what's going on. Some people may just be extremely sad or depressed, right? These are anxiety and, and depression are, are oftentimes um, the flip side of the same coin, okay? So, uh, but I think here, regardless of, of what we are experiencing, um, it can be fear, it can be anxiety, it can be depression, it can be a, a whole host of, of different things. Whatever you are experiencing, it's important for us to keep in the forefront of our minds that God wants to give us peace. Right? He wants to give us peace. Um, I, I, I remember having a conversation with someone at the beginning of the, the pandemic when things are, are shut down and someone was, was talking about happiness and and. You know, I, I want us to, to remember that God has not promised us happiness, <laughs> okay? Um, now, I know that the, you know, the, the Greek and Hebrew word for, um, for blessed, uh, the root word does mean happy. I get that, okay? Um, but I, I think that when the Bible talks about this blessing or this happiness, it is more along the lines of what we would call joy, Right? And that is a, a, a sense of, of peace and rest that is not based on what is taking place in the world around us, right? You can, can, can experience a pandemic and protest and lose your job and, and still have peace and joy in your heart. And the proof of that is that the book of Philippians is written by Paul when he was in jail facing his own death, right? And in the book of Philippians, Paul uses the word for joy, right? You know, different verbs are nouns for for joy, more times in this book than any other book in the whole New Testament, probably the whole Bible, right? 
So even when, when Paul is, is facing death and he is in jail, right, because Philippians is one of his prison epistles, he talks about joy more in this book than any other book in the rest of the New Testament itself. Joy is not based on what is taking place in the world around you or your circumstances around you. Joy is what you allow to take place in your heart. It is a work of God by his spirit in you. And so I want us to look in this passage really briefly. Let me make sure I'm out on, us on, on time. I said I got 17 minutes. They got the time on the, on the clock, right? <laughs> They're like, we're going to get out on time. All right. Um, I want us to look at real quickly in this passage, what are some things that we as Christians can do in order to maintain our peace in our hearts and minds during this time? Okay. Um, and again, I don't want us to say that this is, this is easy. Okay. I'm not telling you pray two prayers and call me in the morning. Okay. So it's, it's not that simple, but, but we have to wrestle with God, right? Um, but, but in wrestling with him, just like Jacob, right, um, we may limp <laughs> the rest of our lives, just like Jacob did, right? But at, at the same thing that was said to Jacob, he, he wrestled with God and he prevailed, right? That, that's our goal, is to wrestle with God and, and, and to prevail. And even if we limp, we can still have peace. Listen to what Paul says again. He, he starts off, I'm not going to go into the end of chapter 3, where he talks about, you know, our citizenship being from heaven and we're eagerly waiting, um, you know, for, for Christ's return. Uh, but there's a situation in the church and uh, there's some kind of conflict. Paul doesn't specifically speak to what that conflict is, but there is some conflict between Euodia and Suntuki. And um, he tells them, that what they need to do is be of the same mind. Okay. They need to be of the same mind. They have to get on the same page about whatever this conflict is. And whatever this conflict was, it was not only something that was causing a problem between these two individuals. Apparently, it was causing anxiety for the whole church. Maybe it was a, you know, a situation where uh, uh, two people who were leaders in the church and it was causing conflict that would have affected many people. But whatever the circumstance is, uh, Paul is uh, addressing this circumstance here, and he tells them the solution to their anxiety. If you are struggling with fear, anxiety, depression, or anything during this time, verse 4, Paul tells you, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Now, again, as I said, Paul uses these words for joy numerous times here, and, and, and the root for this word rejoice is joy. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. No matter what circumstances you find yourself in, right? If you find yourself in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of a protest or losing your job, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. See, if you cannot be happy in life, you can be happy in the Lord. Regardless of the circumstances that you find yourself in, the Bible says the Lord is 
good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. So when we find ourselves in the midst of turmoil or or chaos going on in our lives, we have to find our joy in the Lord and not in our circumstances. Because just like Peter, if you keep looking at your circumstance, you will sink. But if you keep your eyes on the Lord, you can walk on water. First, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Next, verse 5, he says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The second reason that Paul says that you can have peace and joy even in the midst of, of chaos is, number one, you rejoice in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord, not in your circumstance. Number two, we know that the Lord is at hand. The Lord is returning. Now, we can think about the night before Jesus was crucified, And Jesus is talking to his disciples and Jesus tells them that he is giving him his joy, his peace that he is leaving with them, not as the world gives. But the peace and joy that that he gives. And so Jesus is, is trying to teach us, even if we remember just back to John chapter 14, right? Jesus is promising that there is going to be chaos and turmoil in this world. But he has promised that he has gone away to prepare a place for us and he will return again to receive us unto himself. There's going to be chaos and, and things in the world, but we have to remember that this is not our home. We're just passing through. And all of the chaos and the problems that are taking place in this world, God has promised when he returns, he is going to make those things right. So in the meantime, we have to learn to do the same thing that Jesus did. The author of Hebrews says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. He says, therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Literally, this author of Hebrews is telling us that Jesus was able to go through all of the pain of the cross because he looked past the cross for the joy of heaven that was, um, was waiting for him. And if we can recognize that the Lord is at hand, the Lord is going to return, he can return at any moment. It can be today, it can be tomorrow, it can be 100 years from now. But he is going to return for us. And when he returns, he has promised that there is going to be pleasure and joy in his presence forevermore. If we can look past our current circumstance for the joy he has waiting for us, we can endure anything, even the cross. So number one, Paul tells us, that we need to learn how to rejoice in the Lord and not in our circumstance. Number two, we need to keep in the forefront of our minds that the Lord is soon to come. Number three, 
he goes on to say, and this is, uh, I'm going to wrap verses 6 and 7 all together, right? There's going to be several things here that I want us to see. He says, be anxious for nothing. Now, that's easy to say, <laughs> uh, but hard to do, right? Um, but, but the reason that I think this is important is because Paul has given us a command. And if Paul is giving us a command, it is something that on some level we can make the choice to do, right? You, you can ex- experience anxiety but choose to not let it affect you. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, here's, here's your, your, your things, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Four things. So instead of allowing anxiety to grip you and control you, right, this is what you do. You pray. Now, I, I know I was um, told last week, you know, Pastor, we need more practical stuff. You know, you just just pray about it. Like, we know that. But, you know, what practically can I do? Pray. <laughs> I don't think there's not, it's nothing more practical than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you pray. You, you talk to the Lord. You tell the Lord your fears, your anxieties. You talk about the things that, that you're struggling with, that you're going through. You, you tell the Lord about these things that's on your heart. Why? Because he cares for you, right? Jesus says, cast your cares upon me, right? Because my yoke is easy and, and my burden is, is light, right? So you, you, you must pray, number one. You talk to the Lord. Supplication. Okay, it's just another way of, of, of saying you, you, you're asking the Lord for something, <laughs> right? You, you pray, supplication, right? Thanksgiving, gratitude. How many of us just thank God just to be thanking him? Even, even if he hasn't answered our prayers yet. You're like, Lord, I know you can answer the prayer, so I I'm thank you in advance, right? You, know, you have to have a heart of gratitude. Number four, again, make your request. Right. So, again, ask the Lord for what you need. See, I think that the reason that prayer is so difficult for us is because um, we lack humility. We think that we can we can solve these problems on our own. But prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and making our request to God shows that we are humbling ourselves to let God know I cannot do this without you. I need your help. And since you're all powerful and you can do all things, I'm putting it in your hand. So rather than worrying about it, I'm going to pray and trust God about it. And Paul makes a declaration of what happens when we do these four things. Verse 7, he says that when you do not allow anxiety to reign in your heart, but instead you pray and offer supplications with thanksgiving and make your request known to, the go- um, to God. He says, verse 7, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. Now, notice what he says here. He says that um, God's peace 
first, it passes all understanding, right? It, it, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes you will be going through a particular circumstance or situation, and, 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 and you will be so at peace and, and so calm, people will be like, what is wrong with them? Have they lost their minds? Did they, did they not hear we're in a pandemic and everybody's just losing their jobs? <laughs> okay, right? But, but you are so at peace because God's peace is able to keep you, your, your, your mind and your heart safe. It will guard your heart and mind. Now, is it, let me give you this example. I see my time. I'm almost done. Listen, um, when I was in seminary, I wanted to go into, um, uh, I was like, well, that'd be great. And he had some military chaplains come around. And, um, and so as I'm talking to one of the re- recruiters, and this is really the reason why I didn't, <laughs> didn't go into it, right? Um, they said, well, see, there's a, there's a thing about being a, a military chaplain. You cannot have a weapon. I said, I'm sorry. You know, I, I got to be out on the battlefield with people shooting at me, and I don't have a weapon. That's correct. You're not. You're not allowed to, to have a weapon. As a matter of fact, um, there's been several chapel chaplains that have been sent home um, because, you know, they've been seen touching a weapon. Okay. And I said, well, well, where's my protection? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, you don't have a weapon, but you have a soldier assigned to you everywhere you go to guard and protect you. So you have a soldier that is assigned to you that will everywhere you go. It is their job to guard you. Now, that still wasn't good enough for me. I was like, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> but, 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 but I think that this is exactly what Paul is saying here. He says that when you don't allow anxiety to control you, but you pray, you offer supplications with thanksgiving and make your request known to God, he says that the peace of God will guard Right. Just like the soldier that's assigned to you to go everywhere you go to protect you. It will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. The answer to anxiety and fear and sadness and depression and all of these things. Is prayer. Supplication. Thanksgiving. And asking God for what you need. And when we do these things, he has promised to protect your heart and mind from, from fear and anxiety. Now, three minutes. How do we do this? Right? All of us are familiar with Psalm 1, right? It talks about meditation, right? We're supposed to meditate on, on the word. Listen to what Paul says um, here. Very similar to what, what we read in Psalm 1. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are loyal, whatever things are of good report, if there's any, um, any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. There are some things that we just have to stop watching. Right? I remember talking to, to a couple of people, and I've been watching this stuff on the, on the, with the protest and all of it. I just can't take it anymore. And I just said, well, turn the TV off. Turn it off. But then I'm not going to know what's going on. <laughs> Turn it off. You don't have to see the blow by blow on every single scenario. Turn it off. Meditate on things that are lovely, things that are pure, things of good report, things that are praiseworthy. And as, as we begin to change the things that we're dwelling on, 
right? We, we, we're not ignoring the things that are taking place in the world. We're not saying that those things don't matter. We don't care. We, we turn our back on those things. But what we're saying is, is that in order for us to be at peace, we have to keep our minds on the right things. And, as, and when we put our minds on the right things and we become strong enough, then we can turn back to being able to deal with the things that are taking place in the, in the world. But we have to fix our minds on the things that are lovely and pure and of good report so that we can be at peace. Is that one with me? It's 1159, and, I, and I'm finished. All right. I got three people I need to go and be like, I told you so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, listen, my prayer for, for each one of us is, you know, in, in, in this time, right, um, it, I, I know for myself, I had to stop watching sometimes. Right? I'm just like, I just, you know, uh, I was, you know, s- watching, you know, when, when it, you know, riots started and stuff. Every night, I'm just watching, flipping the channel. At 2 o'clock in the morning, it's like, are they burning down stuff in this city? Are they burning down stuff in this city? And I'm like, the next night, oh, they still burning stuff down? I'm like, all right, I need to stop watching TV, right? But it's like, you know me, I'm a, I'm a news junkie, right? So I'm going to watch it. And, and, and I, I found myself doing the same thing, right? You know, being, being worried or concerned. And, 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 I, and I know in those times, like, you know, we're, we're trying to stay up on the news and wh- what's going on. But, but sometimes we need to put those things away and, 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 and put our minds on the word of God. Right. Um, and um, because uh, honestly, we aren't going to be any good to the world. Right. If, if we aren't pulling from the resources that the world does not have. Right. Um, and so I want us to make sure that in, um, in, in these times that uh, that we that we do not fear um, or at least experience fear and anxiety about the things that are taking place in the same way that the world does. Right. Because we have different resources than the world has. And, and we have to rely on those resources in order to get us through these trying times. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, um, I am I'm finished. We're going to go ahead and close um, in service for today. Um, uh, don't forget, 